Welcome back to another episode of the SD Geek Podcast with myself, AJ, and with me are my co-hosts. Peter. Hello. Hi. This is John. Yo, yo. So we are here to talk about some news about movies, gaming, comics, TV shows, really whatever the hell we talk about. Um, what we want to talk about, that is. Uh, to start things off, though, we do have some news. So as if you couldn't tell from the title of this episode, we do have some Birds of Prey news to talk about. Have you guys heard anything about this movie recently? Didn't Margot Robbie tweet a picture of the script or oh, something? Of the script name. It was yeah. terrible. It was so <laughs> long. Oh, my God. It, it's, so, yeah, it's um, now titled Birds of Prey and in parentheses <laughs> and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, guys. Is that great. A, is it's that a working title? It, it, I, yes. I think that's going to be the full I title. Hope, oh Sold. God. Like, on the marquee, it's obviously <laughs> going to say Birds of Prey, but unlike the movie poster, it probably will be stretched out like that. Good job. I imagine yeah. you guys did. Warner Brothers. <laughs> Do I get my Oscar now? <laughs> so, I, I kind of like this, though. I think it's a bold strategy. I mean, not. I mean, yeah, it's a silly name, but as long as they're putting the name Harley Quinn on the movie posters for everyone to see, I think that's how they're going to get people in the seats. Because I mean, a lot of people don't know what Birds of Prey is. They're going to have trailers with her in True. it. She's going to be in the posters. Really? Do we need her name on the title She's- now? For, she's gonna be the poster child for this, without a doubt. She's the the one character that I that got any development in Suicide Squad. Uh, Margot Robbie's a pretty good actress. She'll get people in seats. So obviously they're gonna throw her. They're, they're gonna throw the name Harley Quinn everywhere, and they're gonna have Harley Quinn all over the promotion for this, without she, a doubt. I so totally it doesn't agree. surprise me, but God, really, that's terrible. <laughs> Who is sitting there like, guys? I have the idea, <laughs> Harley Quinn. On the title, right? <laughs> There's a chance we can use the word fantabulous somewhere in this. And somehow they allowed it. I mean, I think it's a fun little title. They're making sure that everyone understands that it's not going to be a super dark, serious, typical DC movie that's been released of late. So at least they're getting that message across. I don't know if they needed to go that strong with it. But at least it seems like it's going to be a fun ride, to say the least. We'll see. Well, yeah, let's see. It sounds like they don't have faith in it if they have to put her fucking name on the title. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> well, like AJ said, I don't think people know what the hell the Birds of Prey are, so... Exactly. Yeah. I, but to, to John's point, though, I mean, obviously she will be in, like, in every trailer for that movie when it starts coming out. But they're not shooting that movie until uh, February of 2019. And then, I guess the due date of the actual movie coming out is, re- is due to release in early 2020. No word as far... Actually, no, it's going to be re-released February 2020, but due to start shooting in early 2019. No month set for shooting, but that is the case at the moment. So, interesting to see that they plan to get all the shooting done and post-production done within the year. That's not... It's not out of the norm, I don't think. That's true. It's probably like maybe typically within like three weeks to maybe a month and a half of shooting and then the rest of the year to get the editing done and such. It can be. Depends. Yeah. True that. I just, I would hope that, you know, DC needs some wins. They have a couple in the pipeline right now. Mm -hmm. If they can do three in a row, that would be amazing as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of DC, there's a new trailer for Aquaman, which I liked a lot more than the last one. Yes. At least in the aspect that they didn't show... As much as the last one, I kind of would have liked to see this one better because it still got me hyped for it. But I feel like the the second one, as cool as it was, maybe gave away a bit too much. See, I'm glad I didn't really watch much of the second one at all. When I heard about, are you talking about like the extended trailer? Yes. Which okay, yeah, I didn't watch that one, but this newest one that did release in theaters as well. That one, it just got me super hyped for it. Yeah, it's really cool. It looks really really fun. Um, but I'm hyped for that. Speaking of Aquaman, actually, it is. Have you guys heard about the record that's broken? No, uh, one something. So within a 24-hour span, no other movie has sold as many pre-order tickets. That's including Infinity War, Black Panther, Star such stuff like that. Star Wars. Really? Yes. So, wow. But then again, that's within a 24-hour time period. Like Critics don't know if this pace is going to keep up, up until the release of the movie, even though it releases next month. That is December. Did uh, but Warner Brothers now, buy all these tickets? I know. <laughs> <laughs> the movie looks awesome. We're talking I about mean, it. I mean, it does look awesome, but... Aquaman? I don't see... Why Aquaman? Why of all things. Jason Momoa, my friend. <laughs> right? What do you mean? They actually found a badass guy to play Jason Momoa. I mean, a, a jokes aside from shows like Entourage and stuff like that, this movie does seem like it has some serious legs to it. To play Jason Momoa? Uh, they need a Jason Momoa to play Jason Momoa. <laughs> I guess so. He's that Only great of a man. man right? My Momoa. man. We're just going to get a lot of that for an hour and a half to two and a half hours, essentially. But no, I'm excited for it. I think it's cool that this is happening. 
happening. I, I think to your point, Peter, in that it's probably the super fans of DC and stuff like that that are gonna that are the ones pre-ordering these tickets right now. But again, who's to say that this will actually sell as many tickets as something like Black Panther or Infinity War in the end? They're probably just like, fuck, if we don't buy tickets to this, we're just gonna <laughs> pull the plug on the whole thing. We need to really show our support. Maybe so, yeah. And but you know, I respect them for doing so. They're supporting the scene they love. There's plenty of times in my life where I've had to do the same, whether it's a video game or whatever the hell, or anime or manga for that matter. So just to see that people came out in droves to pre-order these tickets is pretty awesome. Um, I'm kind of sad because I haven't pre-ordered my ticket yet either, and I want to make sure I get a freaking great middle seat within that theater when I go to see it. Um, probably going to go to IMAX for this one, or maybe Dolby Cinema. We'll see. Both are pretty good experiences. Any preferences for you guys? For, for movie? Yeah. yeah for, uh... for a theatric experience, if you will. Dolby's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, have That's you experienced it? Oh, yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh, am I the only one who is not? God it's damn worth, it. It's, it's pretty damn price. good. Better than IMAX? Sound quality, yeah. But picture quality, it's very great high definition. It's like minimum 4K, if not 8K. Um, but the screen is not as big. I'll, but again, the sound quality is Is it booming. just the sound quality? So overall... Visual fidelity and sound quality. But again, the only thing is the screen, screen just isn't as huge. Yeah, Is that really the only difference? Mm-hmm. So why even go to the IMAX at that point? Uh, You're losing I've some screen it. size I've considered for it. better quality. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. shit. Okay. Exactly. Especially if I'm sold. at a lot of mm-hmm. AMC theaters where Dolby Cinema is at, you could dine in and chill and have some dinner while you're having your date. As well, um, but the only thing is, IMAX has done a good thing at Edward Cinema recently in that it has uh, allowed drinks. Like they all have a bar, you can take your glass of wine or cocktail or beer in with you, which is they're kind of copying the AMC slash Alamo Draft House kind of idea. I'm still so sneaking dine-in. in beers. <laughs> I am not paying ten dollars for a cheap ass drink. <laughs> I've had good old flask. Good old drunk nights there. I thought the movie theater. <laughs> I'll tell you that much of of the past couple years anyway. But yeah, that is Aquaman news. Next up, we're gonna kind of probably barrel through this one. This is probably Probably the earliest recorded podcast for SC Geek, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I have my day job to go to right after this, so kind of just running from one thing to another today. But we do have the Lion King teaser trailer. Peter, what are your thoughts on that? It looks good. I still don't know why it's considered live action. Well, actually, Esk. after after watching Esk. this trailer, I realized why they're doing all these live action remakes please number one they're out of ideas okay they're they're running out of things to steal like disney's famous (laughs) for and if you're gonna remake uh one of your classic movies why not do something different with it and make it a bit just tweak it so the live action angle instead of just remaking the animation or updating the animation maybe re uh remastering the animation they're doing which they've done before actually yeah they're doing live action remakes i don't know why it took me this long to figure that out Mm-hmm. Um, but you're gonna buy a ticket? Oh yeah, yeah. They did the yes. job right then. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. If, if I don't think I would have given a shit on if if it was just a remaster of the animation. And but, D- yeah, Disney. I don't think they've ran out of original ideas. I think it's their original ideas are shitty because mm-hmm. there's the Nutcracker, right? Which is by them, I believe. That sure, is a Disney movie. There's a uh, that Wrinkle of Time, which was crappy. The day after, that, not that the day after tomorrow. Wrinkle of Time was based on a book, by the way. Yeah, but it's so their newer was... stuff. It's not like their original. Still not original. Well, I mean, like even Snow White, they didn't create. It's just folk tales that they turned into their own yeah. movies, stuff like that. But but again, it's like the original Disney formula of them taking original the stories Renaissance and then really the, making yeah, it their yeah. own, like making them true kids movies or family movies. You yeah, could say. they did. Uh, what was that other crappy one with? Uh... Recently? No, it was oh, okay. so awful too. It had Batman in it. Um, what it had who? Uh, the actor. Which, God, which George Batman? Clooney. George Clooney. Oh, uh, oh Tomorrowland. Yeah, Tomorrowland. That, I, I said Dave Tomorrow. I said that earlier, <laughs> yeah. 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 Tomorrowland. Disney yeah, makes sure. their version of it now. The one mm. the one critique I've heard of Tomorrowland, not to get too far into that one, but I just heard people <laughs> don't really know who it's for. Like even in the trailer, it kinda looked intriguing and I, I was curious of it, but I didn't know what it was even about. Really. I didn't know who it was for. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah, it I was didn't... like it kind of looked like it tailored to little kids, but then George Clooney's in it, and look, dude, kids don't know who the fuck George Clooney is, right? 
Exactly. So I'll, I never saw it. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's fine. No, I, I don't know. I understand. I, I you know at least with the Wrinkle of Time for another example, you can kind of tell you know that's towards like maybe younger to you know to teen females, you know young adult kind of story because that's the type the type of book it is as well. It's a kid slash young adult book. So at least you know those are that's the crowd they're trying to draw in for that. Kids can bring their parents, bring bring the kids, whatever, um, and they can sell tickets that way. But for Tomorrowland again, like what was the genre of that film? Is it sci-fi? Is it just a family type of movie. I couldn't even tell from the trailers. Was he a, wasn't he a robot or something? Wasn't I, there a robot involved in the trailer? That's news to me. I, I thought there no were, idea. I don't know. If you've seen Tomorrowland, let that. us know, please. You get um, again after we get through this uh, thing of topics. You can hit us up on Gmail. That's uh, stgeekpod at gmail Also on Instagram and Twitter at stgeekpod. Uh, John, what were your thoughts on Lion King though? I think it looked great. Yes. Uh, what what isn't what even is it? It's not CGI, right? It is CGI. It is. Yes. What Mixed type with, of CGI is it? I have no photorealistic. Is that what it is? That, that's it what you could deem it. Fucking great. I kind of. I wish I would have saw you know maybe Seth Rogen talk a bit or yeah. just some <laughs> talking, some it. some voice acting of some sort. But yeah, yeah you just, got James Earl Jones. Yes. Oh, that's true. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you've heard it before. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Same line, but different era, I suppose. Yeah, yeah but no, nah, he sounded great in it. I thought the visual fidelity of Simba, you look freaking adorable throughout yeah, the whole thing. Did. Yes. The slight changes, because in the cartoon, I believe he breaks like a fruit. Yes. And this yeah. time it's like some it's a root. bush kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like a root, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so looks pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to just literally be, you know, copy and paste. If it's going to be 100% just The Lion King, or if they're going to put new songs in it. Maybe some twists. That's a good point. They did that with Beauty and the Beast, didn't they? They added some songs. They and made some somebody scenes. gay, which there's nothing wrong. That I just thought, I thought if anything, that was cool <laughs> and progressive of them For, to the, do. The, the parts that I did see of Beauty and the Beast, I actually liked uh, the, the gay character, even though he's he's, he's, he's very he's a, obviously yeah. infatuated with Gaston. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it's it. How they kind of like nod funny. to it here and there. Yeah, like he's like yeah, he's like. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was a great little way to play off that character without being extremely on the nose. But I mean, I think it, we're only you know a few years away from that actually being a thing it anyway. Made, it made movies. me think back to the original, and I was just like, he was kind of a little bit too into guest on <laughs> to just be. So friends. like, was it like this the whole time? It may have just. Yeah, maybe maybe I was just too young to pick up on it, but I'm just hmm. those little social cues. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we were all too young. That's all that, that it was. We didn't really know about that back then. I suppose mm. it feels weird to say now, but yeah. Otherwise, it was a cool that they actually showed some representation in that movie. I thought that was neat, to just for modern times' sake, or just yeah, whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Lion King, super excited. The music got me going. I was like laughing with joy, kind of in a way, when I was watching it. Like. My eyes just lit up. I could feel it. And it was really fun to see. Um, this is a movie I'm definitely going to see. We're probably going to review for this podcast, I imagine. And I'm I'm ready for it. It seems cool. But I do look forward to hearing Seth Rogen and the rest of the cast actually speak. But I wonder if that's kind of what they're holding off on right now. Because, you know, as good as the movie does look CGI speaking, I think maybe some things are probably still working out as far as the yeah. lip syncing goes. Because sometimes in live action movies like that, like in The Jungle Book, it was a pretty impressive looking movie. But... I was taken out of it here and there when animals were talking, yeah. uh, just because it's not perfect yet. They're getting there. And even some Lion King stuff, it looked a little funny, but for the most part, it's extremely impressive for the day. It seems like as of late, the Disney is, rec- with their live action properties, their live action remakes, they're recreating the original trailers for the animation. Have you guys Interesting seen their, like, the comparison thing. videos? Yeah. yeah, they did it with Aladdin, and now they're doing it with Lion King, so... I mean, that's pretty cool, I guess. Right? It's not very original, but at least they're kind of reigniting that for the new generation of right. viewers. And and also something I was like, like a little nod to older viewers, like, I guess, us sitting here on the couch. So let me ask you guys this. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of, of Disney and remakes, what's, in your opinion, the most underrated Disney movie that maybe you would like to see remade in live action? Ooh, Hercules. Okay, you Hercules. Did say that in the last, time. Did say that last and one. that is actually, from my understanding, that movie didn't do too well. I didn't know that really? until recently. Oh, but it was kind of like when the Disney cartoon movies were kind of dying out, and Pixar started to most pick definitely. Up. Mm. Or, or it's not underrated, but Tarzan. Tarzan I would, would, I would fucking crazy. love to see Tarzan. That's a really. But it's not underrated. But I would that, say it's underrated. You it, think it's, so? it's, it won awards. It's, it's not it's one of the most prolific soundtracks. Yeah, of any Disney and even, oh no, I love it. I'm not talking down so about great. it at all. But mm-hmm. I think when people are talking about their their heavy hitter, their Disney heavy hitters, I don't mm-hmm. think Tarzan really comes up all that much. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but 
I you know, I I'll agree with you on that. Mm. I always hear people, oh, I love you know uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. I mean, I, I always say Aladdin. If anything, right. I say Beauty and the Beast. It's a little overrated but, but, for that matter. Yeah, but that's just my maybe because I'm a male. I don't know. And I recently watched Tarzan, maybe about a month ago. And that movie's still great. Oh heck oh, yeah, it's, it's good. so good. Beautiful soundtrack, beautiful story. Still kind of gets a tear in my eye every now and then. God damn it! <laughs> but I'm still gonna say Hercules because. I love Hercules. I, I think Hercules would be a good way to go because that's something that hasn't been done yet. We've seen a Tarzan movie recently, which wasn't by Disney, but it didn't perform all too well, no, if I remember not. correctly, um, by my, uh, Michael Fassbender. I, oh, no, no, that was mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender. No, was that was a gentleman from uh, the Scar- True Blood. Scar- Peter yeah. Skarsgård. There you go. Thank you so much. I get those two mixed up all the time. Even though Skarsgård, I believe, is a bit younger, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, there's like three. I don't know the Skarsgård family. They're all actors, so I don't know. I, it's one, <laughs> it's of, one them. of them. Yeah, it's one, one of the Skarsgårds. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, just like like the um, wanted to say Hemsworth. There we go. Pretty much gotcha. another Hemsworth family. In well, the... it's only two of them, right? Isn't one of them Skarsgårds? just a nobody? No, the Hemsworths. Hemsworth. Oh. It's like three of them. At but least. two of them are actually actors, and one of them is like one of them acted in Thor Ragnarok for a second there. Uh, that little cameo. Have you guys okay, going off on a bit of a tangent here? Sure. Have you guys watched the show The Good Place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only watched like episode up to episode two, but I liked it. It's really it fun. funny. In the most recent season, there's a mm-hmm. funny uh, joke. Uh, there's a the oldest Hemsworth brother who mm-hmm. isn't an actor or anything. There's a f- pretty funny episode with with him in it, and he's just always like down. He's just like, yeah, I'm. I'm a Hemsworth too, but you know my brothers get all the. Uh, you know, like he's he's really down and sad about it about it, and it's really funny. It's actually pretty awesome that they would reference something like that. It's a really good episode. Pretty... It's a really good show. If you guys haven't seen it, I'd recommend checking it out. I love the first two episodes, and I've been meaning to go back. I just haven't. yet. It gets more interesting after the first season. I'll say that the first that the first season's pretty cut and dry, but then all insanity ensues after the after that. It gets really good after the first season. It, you know what made it even better? When I turned off John's subtitles on Netflix. <laughs> you <laughs> motherfucker, Adrian. It was great. You I, motherfucker. I turned them back on, I think. I think I did. That was about a month ago, though. But yes. I'll was... kill you, Adrian. <laughs> if I ever go... If me and AJ ever go to Supreme from the podcast, you know why. <laughs> One, I'm dead. And secondly, John's like in Mexico. Mexico. Or, or Canada, whichever's closer <laughs> for us. I guess they're going to be in Mexico at the moment. But, so, okay, so John's oh, yes. going back to Disney. So John's was Hercules. AJ's. Oh, I mean, we talked about it last week a little bit, and that maybe we maybe Emperor's New Groove, but they'd have to find a really clever, great actor to be able to play that. And again, we were talking about like you know being you know ethnically representative um, for that for that role of Cusco, and I'm and also for Pacha and all the other characters. John Goodman. Clonk. John Goodman. You gotta you gotta keep him as Pacha. But, but he doesn't fuck have... being politically correct, John. <laughs> Goodman is Pancha. I agree with you for that role at I, least. I hate yes, to be that, that guy, era. but it's Pacha. Pacha. Pacha, yeah. What, what did you say? Pancha. Pancha. <laughs> Pancha. He just thought of the word Pancho. He's like, he wears a Pancho. Right? It's Pancho. I'm practicing my Mexican, guys. Yeah. My Spanish. <laughs> Practicing my Mexican. <laughs> John 2018. Yep. God. RPG um, Travel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I might say that one. Nothing else is truly coming to mind that I have to see. But my only issue is with with translating uh, animated to live action or live action-esque, you could say, is that I just wonder, would they be able to capture the same magic, the same humor? Will it come across um, as well? I was going to say the same thing because I feel like in Emperor's New Groove's case, that 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 would be very difficult to do. A lot right. of and it a lot of the comedy really um gets complemented via the the animation and whatnot. So it'd be kind of weird to bring that one difficult to bring that one into live action. True. Like I mean there's scenes where you know people are turning into multiple types of animals and part of the humor of the physical comedy of it is that you know some of them are really colorful, some of them look funny. Like the llama for example, he doesn't look I mean you could tell it's a llama but just the way little faces it makes or there's points where it's wearing like Eyeliner and mascara. There's the pull the lever cronk moment. Like, <laughs> exactly. There's a the crocodile lever. biting her butt and exactly like, all that stuff. The art style for that movie was really awesome too. It's like kind of a classic art style that they've revisited in other movies as well, and other studios have done it as well, like the Squared Fingers and stuff like that. All that. Um, I did like it, but again, I don't think that would come across very well as live action. Yeah, my choice. I don't think would Please. be very good in live action either, but. As far as underrated Disney movies go, mm-hmm. uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. That Ooh. would be interesting. I really like that movie. That's a movie with a good lesson, too. And I feel like they could get away with that. I mean, the, the I think the biggest CGI hurdle to my imagination would be maybe the Gargoyles. Is there anything else that would be like a real challenge to have 
come across. I mean, there's like a well, they could probably cut them from a live action remake altogether. But there's like this this uh, uh, what's the word jester character that they have who's pretty cartoony and animated and does some pretty wild things. Gotcha. So that would be pretty pretty difficult also sure i could see that looking something like fantastic beasts in the way they kind of handle whimsical and magical moments i suppose but that's a really good movie just overall the music's good the story's not original but it's disney whatever um (laughs) not gonna lie have never seen that movie the whole way through before i've watched bits of it i had a cut it's really dark too that's what i've heard that's what i've seen it starts pretty dark actually now that i think about it well, you know, he's an ugly savage. He doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn. At PG Chava. Yeah, at PG Chava. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at PG Chava right now. <laughs> anyway. Goddamn. I'm going to get burnt at the stake yeah, for that one. You one are. day you'll watch. Okay, yep. this is going to be a two-man show really quick. <laughs> if John doesn't kill me, someone else will. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hunchbacks are awesome, too, guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> They're people. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, we just was lost there... half, our, half our fan base. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> This one goes out to all the hunchbacks out there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other news you guys wanted to touch on before we get into our main topic? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. No, yeah, all no. right. I guess that'll do it for the news. Though, as you guys, again, saw for the title of this episode, we did go out and watch Creed 2. We all did go out and watch Creed 2, correct? That's what we were watching. We were oh, watching shit. Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> oh, no. Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet looks like a lot of fun. And if we have any downtime for episodes, we could probably revisit that and, and review it one day. But we did not get to that one, no. Um, but again, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to touch on in future episodes, go ahead and email us at stgeekpod at gmail.com. Also, Instagram, Twitter, stgeekpod uh, as well, as I mentioned earlier. Again, we'll give you a little shout-out if you have any questions or topics you want us to bring up. But, yes, without further ado, we have Creed 2. We're going to start off without spoilers and then probably quickly move into it just because early on a lot of things happened to uh, the character of Creed, Adonis Creed, that is. Uh, So, starting off, John, what were your thoughts at the beginning of the movie? I thought it was great. Uh, I like how... I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but I actually like the beginning part of it, how it shows um, Drago's son instead of going with uh, Creed at first. True, yeah. And kind of like it lets you connect with the character on what he's going through and why he's going to be a badass, and I fucking loved it. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. For for a second, uh, it kind of made it, 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 it made you think that maybe he was going to be the focus of the story in in some capacity. Sure. Uh, Which he isn't, but they do give him a lot of screen time and really make you kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. Honestly, they they really make you feel for the antagonist with his, with, he's only in like three or four scenes, something like that. But they, even so, they really, they're right from the get go. You're just like, you know, he's like in the original Rocky four. Drago's a bad guy. Like, you want him to fucking lose. I mean, he no, killed sure. Apollo Creed. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers for, like, a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. And this one, you can tell the son's just doing it for the dad. Like, yeah. Okay. And not but, even... He doesn't seem like he has his own sense of thought, really. Yeah, I know. He kind of yeah. just... He's brought up a certain way to fight, to train, and that's all he really knows in life. I love how he woke him up, how he just fucking punches him in the chest. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, so... And it was a hard hit. To yeah. have seen Apollo, uh, Apollo Creed's son, gosh darn it, um, Drago's son, uh, Victor, is laying down in bed, and this, the first thing you see, his dad smacks him right in the chest, just like, okay, it's time to Not start training. Deal, yeah. No, like, hey, son, time to wake up. Now it's like, bam, you're fucking awake. Let's mm-hmm. do this, bitch. Um, yeah, it was kind of a rough start, really. Um, I agree in that. Yeah, you do really feel bad for the guy. He has a terrible... Family life, having only his dad to look after him and kind of tell him everything what to do in his life. And on top of that, his work life is terrible. He has to, like, lift just heavy things and move cement from one place to another bullshit like that. That dude is so ripped. Yeah, that dude Holy is gigantic. I, I had seen some interviews of him on Instagram, like, a week before the movie came out. I was ready because I was like, this guy's gigantic. Like, how's Michael B. Jordan going to stand a chance? I didn't even, like, realize how tall he was until they're standing next to each other. Oh, yeah. And he's just shadowing over him, like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yes, there's, like, the weighing in the movie. Um, and, yeah, everyone in that theater, when it showed them stand face-to-face, everyone was like, oh. Yeah. Like, it was, everyone shuddered simultaneously. It was pretty cool. I was like, I was thinking to myself, how are these guys in the same weight class? Seriously. Like, he has at least, like, a half foot on him, it seems. Yeah. Maybe a little less, maybe. But on top and of that, he's more broad, he, more was, thick. He looks like he has nothing but muscle. I bet yeah. that man has absolutely no body fat. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he is a big But I boy. agree. Like, he... Neither does um, Creed. Like, he has yes. no body fat on Super it. Cut. And you can just tell that this dude is just bigger. 
Mm-hmm. I, I watched the first movie the night um, prior to watching this one, and in the first movie he's a light heavyweight, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, but in this one, it's he's the heavyweight champion. He's he is the heavyweight champion in the second. He one. He starts spoiler. He the, the first match that you see Creed fight in is him beating the uh, the, the champion. Yes, uh, beating the heavyweight champion. What and then so we I don't, don't know who his name was. Yes, yeah. uh, which. I don't know. I thought that was weird. He doesn't look like a heavyweight. He doesn't. I mean, he's he's ripped, but yeah. to be a heavyweight, I don't know. He didn't it, seem like it he had took that me out of it for a bit. Mass, maybe to his body. And he then seem like a massive. And guy. then I thought back compared to the original Rocky movies, where Apollo Creed, you know, back this was with the eighties, where steroids was okay apparently. <laughs> so I just I thought back to that, and I'm just like, those guys were way bigger than. than you know, Adonis it's, Creed. It's funny Richard. because he even says that. I love that he says that. Um. Drago, he says it too, Creed. He says, you're smaller than your father. I was yes. like, oh, fuck. That was a pretty rough diss, though, too. I was like, damn. That was nice. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, you can just tell the difference and just... Yeah. And physique bond. and all yeah. that. I mean, well, obviously, um, Donis Creed, the character, he has a lot more cut to him. But again, he's a smaller man, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. If that's not the case. But yeah, he does seem How a little shorter. How tall is he, actually? That's a good question. I'll look that up. Um, but it made me wonder. Please, are you looking it up? Because yeah, I, I always imagine him being kind of tall-ish. Uh, but I he was standing six foot. next, standing next to uh, Victor Creed, I was just like, yeah, or Victor, uh, Victor um, Drago. Drago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was like, damn, he's six it foot. Makes him look short. Foot, okay, Goddamn. Cool. So, so, so this guy's probably like six five or so, six three. Yeah, I would have to he guess. Just towers over him. It, it looks like. Oh yeah, Jesus. And, and, and again, in in sheer height and bulk, on top of that, mm-hmm. he's just a big boy that you'd want to mess with for sure. Uh, so yeah, as as Peter, you mentioned the the starts off after you get the introduction <laughs> of Victor Drago. Uh, then it cut, it does cut to, to Creed winning his title as heavyweight champion of the world, which is great. And all. I felt like that was a little anticlimactic i know it's just to get the movie rolling and it it sets the scene as that now creed has something to uphold and something to defend which does end up being the case because why is it that the character victor drago is sent to america um because of the promoter yes the promoter wants just the fight to happen and you know i feel like he was just not uh, a great character. Like, he, what was the point of even having the, him in there? He got the ball rolling, and then he was just sorts. kind of for like in the two background. seconds, though. Yeah, and then that, and then you just kind of randomly see him smile when shit's happening. <laughs> I, I think it showed him smiling because he. I think he was being honest when he was talking to Creed. I mean, yeah, he's a bit of a shithead and an instigator, but also he. I think it's, he it truly shows, is yeah. just a big fan of boxing and kind of like what we were talking about earlier. People just want to see their scene or the things they care about become great, and he made a good point to. Creed earlier in the movie saying that again there's this promoter character that wants to get Creed and the son of Apollo Creed and the son of Drago to be able to face each other in a huge memorable match for the ages because he made a point he makes a point to Creed saying that you know how many of world championship boxers can people within this venue even name maybe four or four, five. Four, five and yeah. so and I think that was a fair point because I thought to myself what how many can I think of Mayweather uh, Oscar De La Hoya May, uh, Mike Tyson I guess Foreman and um, well, I can't think of another one. Um, <laughs> did I Holy say Tyson Fields? already? Holyfield, Holy, uh, Vander Holyfield. Go. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the guy that beat the fuck out of Tyson actually <laughs> um, showed him what's up. Uh, even though he took lost an ear to have to do it, uh, <laughs> but now nah, he still owned that fight regardless. Uh, but anyway, still I was able to name four to maybe six tops. So he had a good point in that regard. So again, I, when it showed the promoter smiling, I, I just wanted to say that that was him just realizing, you know what, I did it, and this is this fight I always wanted to see. And so I think he just felt success. So even though it was kind of cheesy and weird, and maybe seemed useless to have him as a character, it did show him instigate the fight. It was a plot point to make. Um, or plot tool, you could say, and then it came to fruition. So I think that was the only point he had in the movie. Yeah, I think his the, his main scene, or the only scene where he actually did anything that was necessary, was that scene where he talks to Apollo Creed, uh, Adonis Creed and gets in his head a little bit about his legacy and all that. So that's pretty cool. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I, I I thought it was a pretty good movie, though. Your guys' thoughts? Great. I loved it. See, this movie, as well as the previous one, do something that's very difficult, as it is technically a sequel to the Rocky franchise, and it has a lot of homages to the previous movies, but it still feels fresh and brand new. 
Not to mention it's shot very, very well. I thought yeah. the same the thing. The cinematography is incredible. The, yes. These fights feel very real. Mm-hmm. And Fuck, yeah. yeah the, so they had me at the edge of the seat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They really, it really pulls you in with, yeah. with how these fights are, are shot. Well, it, it, uh, let me know if you guys experienced this, but in the theater I saw it, and I just saw it yesterday, actually. Um, during the fight versus Drago... People were cheering and clapping oh, yeah. and Same stuff here. like that. Sorry to audio listeners. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool to, to, to experience was, that. Like People were cheering in the crowd. Even though it's a movie and it's all scripted, everybody yes. in my theater as well felt like we were watching an actual, a real fight. Yeah, like, I was blocking my face. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh, a bit <laughs> in my seat. It was really fun. Like, everyone was going, ooh, uh, uh. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was super energetic and fun. Like, again, I agree with you. The shots are really awesome. There's a shot in the first one where um, I believe it's Creed running towards Rocky to making sure he's okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of the first one, but it's all kind of slow motion and everyone's kind of just jogging together. I don't know. I, I just thought it was really cool shots. Uh, the shot at the end of the first one as well where they're standing on top of the staircase and they're looking over Philadelphia. I thought that was really that's awesome the first, as well. That's the first yes. one. Okay, yeah. thank you. And then even the second one though, there was one thing that I think was missing, at least that I noticed that they had in the first one that they didn't in this one and the new one was that um, the first fight in Creed 1, it's like one continuous shot, or at least it's edited to very much look like it's one long shot of a fight. Oh, yeah. And the choreography was absolutely fantastic and believable as well. Like, every punch doesn't seem like it's pulled at all. It's really heavy. Having just watched that movie recently, the first one, I Mm -hmm. I thought the same thing. I know exactly which fight you're talking Mm -hmm. about. And yeah, the entire fight, not just a round, the entire fight makes it look like it's all one continuous shot. And if I remember correctly, I think, uh, I don't know if that's the case in this one, but I think in the first one, they actually had them, not actually fighting, but they did have them actually throwing real punches. Wow. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me. Well, they get hit. I know these actors get hit. Yeah, I mean, if... During this, yeah. Either it's on accident, or maybe they do it for the shot, who knows? I mean, maybe not full force, because again, that guy that plays Drago is gigantic. His name is Florian Montenu. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that last name. Wait, that's who? Florian Muntinu. That's the... That's the guy that plays uh, Victor Cree, or Victor uh, Drago. <coughs> gotcha. Huge guy. Uh, no, 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 not Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I, I actually almost thought they were somewhat related, but nah, they are pretty different looking guys. Speaking of which, Dolph Lundgren is still a gigantic man. So Sly Stallone for yes. all intents and purposes. You know, he's 72 years old? 72 yeah. years old, Fuck. and the guy has a six-pack. <laughs> it's crazy. I think they both might actually... Dolph Lundgren, I saw him on Instagram. I, I looked him up like a, again like a few days before watching this movie. Dude is ripped to shit, man. It's crazy to see it, the, the, the shape that these guys keep themselves in. I would say that it's probably more what I like to call pretty muscle rather than like true strength because I think, again, they could probably lift a heavy object, but since they're so old, their joints are probably broken down a little bit. But it's no disrespect to these guys. They are way more ripped than any of us on this couch. They got money. They probably rebuilt themselves from the ground up. They got robot parts. Probably. They, they probably yeah. do. 2018, it's, guys. It's yeah, impressive it's to see guys in their late 60s and early 70s looking as amazing as they do. I think, if anything, Stallone kind of makes himself look older just for the role. Because, again, in pictures of him in public, dude looks like a sly dog. It's crazy. I've said the same thing. Especially in the first one when he... Spoiler, I guess. Um... When he's going through, he has cancer chemo, and he's going yeah. through chemo, they really play up the whole, like, him looking Oh, old. he looks terrible. He looks oh, yeah. his eyebrows and stuff like that. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, but... Um, but in real life, the dude still looks great. Yeah. I- I'm surprised as well of a shape he keeps himself in. He would allow him to be, himself to be portrayed in such a way as an old man in these movies. I mean, I get it that he's kind of taking on the new Mickey role, Mickey, if you yeah. will. Um, and I love that. Mm-hmm. A thing I love about this movie, or about these two movies now in Creed, is that it's essentially a retelling of the first few movies now. Kind of in sped up form, because now we're already at Rocky 4, kind of. The only th- And the only thing is Revenge is now, instead of from Rocky, Apollo's friend, it's now his actual son. A son he never even got to know, which I thought was kind of heartwarming and heartbreaking all at the same time. The story is pretty intense as well. You got a lot of people having their own issues. Uh, Apollo's uh, fiance in this movie as well has her own issues with her hearing that they do touch on in the first one. Essentially, she's progressively becoming deaf, which is kind of a sad story because she's a musician, but it's her way of kind of dealing with it. Um, I felt like they touched on it for a moment and then kind of backed away for a little while as well. It, the, the focus really shift onto uh, their, their... Is this a spoiler? I don't know. We'll move into spoilers now officially, just to be safe. <laughs> All right, so spoilers. 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 Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, they have a kid. She becomes pregnant. 
Um, and the, the story kind of shifts from her trying to be a musician to them just dealing with, with Parenthood Creed, especially. Yeah. Because yeah. he's... Uh, this this happens... Okay, now there weren't spoilers. So he yeah. um, he gets coaxed into fighting Victor, Victor Drago. By this promoter guy. By this promoter guy. Um, <laughs> and it's it kind of reminded me of um, The Dark Knight Rises... Because Rocky was like Alfred, and he was trying to talk about like this dude's gonna fuck you up. Yes, actually, I never thought about that parallel. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, like yes. this, and even the fight like was is very one sided. Mm. Like mm. Victor Drago was not in any danger at any point. I think Creed lands one good hit. He lands like yeah. a couple headshots, maybe. Uh, yeah, which he just shakes off. He just shakes off, and they're yes. really good hits. He's just he, yeah, he just shakes it He's off. A big boy. Um, so that's what this <laughs> reminded me of. Like, oh yeah, that's what this reminded me of a lot. Was the Dark Knight Rises? That should be the title of this movie. Creed Two. He's a big boy. That's, yeah. all, I, that's all I know. But go on. <laughs> so he gets his ass handed to him in such a brutal fashion. Um, Nothing. His he ribs get broken. Yes. He gets knocked out cold. Kidney ruptured. Kidney ruptured. <laughs> um, he looks and, like shit. <laughs> and so after all this, he. While he's recovering and still trying to deal with the psychological effects of ha- taking such a hard loss. Yes. Oh, yeah, I should, I should mention, Victor Drago does get disqualified. He does not win this match. He yes. gets disqualified because he he, get, he lands a body He would have won the match. He would have won the match. I would have been match. one of those oh, believers yeah. of Everyone this guy knew. won. No, but... I, the public opinion, they even say later on, is that Victor is the, the champion. champion. Yes. Because he just, he, Creed stood no chance against him. Uh, but officially, Creed still had the title. He was still the champion because he got disqualified. He landed a, a cheap shot a after very he, cheap shot. He he punched Creed's he punches Creed in the ribs. He goes down to his knee. At which point you're supposed to back off and let yes. them recover. But he doesn't. He lands another follow up punch directly to the head, which yes. disqualifies him on the spot. Um, so anyway. He Creed is. What are we talking about? Him having a kid, right? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> um, that old chestnut. Yeah. So Creed he took the the hard loss. Yeah, he took the hard loss. So he's dealing with the psychological traumas of that, as well as trying to be a father now. I mean, he 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 obviously has some some issues. Has had some issues with his father not really knowing him. He had some abandonment issues early on in life, and now he's they they really touch on him being a father himself now. And it's it's really good. They really make you feel for for them. Most definitely, I agree. That's the difference between these movies and the Rocky movies is there's more feelings to them. Yeah, because even because even Rocky himself is going through stuff, and I like that the train. Yes. You you also get a background story on the trainer. Like with Mickey, it's just Mickey. Like yeah. he's just yelling at Rocky. The time. <laughs> with this one, you know, it still feels like it's a Rocky, a part of the Rocky franchise. Most definitely, because yeah. not only is it just Rocky there, but they touch on his kids, his wife. He still talks to his wife. Every mm-hmm. day, I was super shocked that the son was still the same actor. I mean, too. I was wondering. I was wondering through the whole. Did he movie. play little Rocky in their? In their <laughs> no, 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 no. Movies? From uh, Rocky Balboa, the guy from Heroes, oh. he was the son, and he had a big part in that movie in Rocky. Oh, Balboa. Yeah. I did not remember him being in that movie. Wow, yeah. I haven't seen Balboa in a long time. And he was the same son at the end of the movie. Yeah, that surprised was, me too. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a random nobody. Milo, yes, okay, or Milo. I think it's pronounced Milo. Oh my god, yes. that mustache looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he wears it a lot in his show called. This is us. Um, you guys have seen that's a that's a heavy show that's on TV right now on like ABC. But that's uh, for another yeah. episode. So if I'm not mistaken, I remember hearing this a while back. But the first Creed movie. Oh, so let me back up even further. So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, Sylvester Stallone actually wrote the first Rocky movie. Yes. It may have been the first and second. I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But he's had a pretty integral part in the creative process for the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. And the first Creed, he actually it, he had nothing to do with it originally. He the script was brought to him. He had no interest in doing another Rocky movie, but the wow. script was so good that he was like, "We can we can do this. We nice. can make this." And he wanted to be a part of it. Gotcha. So. And he ended up writing the screenplay for this one, I believe. I saw in the credits anyway. He might have co-written the screenplay, but I do believe that is the case. And you know, honestly, I, like I, I was telling AJ before the podcast, I, I think they're both great. I just think this one's slightly better. It definitely does raise the stakes in a good way. I was afraid that this was going to get too samey. Uh, like, yeah. Are we retreading True. the same water with, like, okay, we're redoing the Drago Creed thing? Um, but it doesn't, actually. It actually feels very... over again, or the first one? Exactly. Or it, it, But it feels very, very new. This is, goes back to what I said about it paying homage to the original franchise in a lot of good ways mm-hmm. with musical cues um imagery it, 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 which like it followed some of the same formulas like the whole yes. you lost in match 
then he trains to become better. And something I was telling my girlfriend about that they never really say in the Rocky movies, you just kind of pick them up, is every fight he wins, it's a new gimmick. I don't know if you know oh, that. Because yeah. in the first Rocky movie, he just, you know, he beats, or he barely loses to Apollo Creed. Okay. And then the second one, he's a left-handed boxer, Southpaw, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he trains to fight with his right hand to throw off uh, Creed. In the third one, he gets slimmer to actually fight um, Mr. T. Mr. T, So yes. he can be faster. And yeah. then in the Drago one, he abuses his body more so he can take harder hits. That's pretty cool. So they, they did that with this one, too, where... Um, he got. He gave himself the gimmick of part four. They didn't really say it, but he abused himself to the point that Almost he definitely. was going to keep on getting up no matter how hard he hit. Mm-hmm. And something else I liked was how Drago was training in the freezing cold. Yes, and they put this guy in the hot desert. That I, I never thought say, about that polarity. I was, oh, yeah. I was ah. gonna say. I was gonna say that. I feel like that was also a parallel to the original Rocky Four because in Rocky Four. Um, Rocky trains in the in the mountains in the in the Russian mountains yes. and it's all snowy and wow. stuff. And in this one, they put a, they put a, um, Adonis Creed in the desert, which there I thought go. was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, so yeah, to to give a little more detail as to what we're talking about. So after Adonis Creed does lose his first match against. Um, against Drago. He does have to realize that he has to... say Drago. The, the yeah. Victor Ivan thing is throwing me off. Yeah. <laughs> Drago, my friend. Drago. Fair enough. Okay, there you go. Well, then, yes, after he loses, he has to go through a huge kind of just regrowth of himself as a as a person he goes through a lot of mental and personal issues he has to realize if figure out if he's even going to be a good father or not if he's a good person or not if he's even a, a fighter still which is the only thing he's ever really considered himself to be good at in life is that he's been a fighter i mean he was abandoned as a kid luckily he was adopted by not even his real mother because uh, she had died at birth and then finally he realizes that the only thing he can do is get is maintain his title because there's he's getting a lot of pressure from the promoter and from the world and from the fight boxing association as well to defend his title because a boxer that doesn't defend his title ultimately loses it and they're no longer they worthy of it. it. Yeah. They have to forfeit the title, yes. I like that they, uh, in the first movie, they say mm-hmm. um, Adonis Creed doesn't want to take the Creed name because yes. he's, he's uh, for a few reasons, but one of those reasons being that he's he's afraid to be called a fake Creed. Like, he doesn't feel like he lives up to that title. Mm-hmm. And in this one... Um, Drago, Kid Drago, actually calls him a fake Creed at one point and like sets him off. There's a lot of little things. Yeah. It really does feel like a sequel in uh, in every way that it yeah. should, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is cool. Some of the later Rocky movies just feel like their own movies separate from their own universe. Sure. Um, and I was afraid this Five was going to... Five Terrible ones. Um, <coughs> Rocky Balboa was... Balboa, Balboa, wasn't, Balboa. It wasn't bad, but I mean, compared to the original four. Sure. I, mean. I can agree with that. All right, so here's the thing. Since we're talking about the Rocky franchise, uh, it, it, the first two feel very, very real. The first two Rocky movies are very down-to-earth, very real. Mm-hmm. Rocky's an actual character. Real struggles. The third one and the fourth one, he kind of starts turning into a cartoon character. <laughs> He's like, seriously, he kind of turns into a superhero. <laughs> well, like, it, stuffs, it, it gets very cartoony and kind of out there a little bit. Well, the Especially the fourth one. The fourth one... It's very cartoony. But there were repercussions. Yes, I will say like the training montage for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't disagree with that at all. But I do like how then he actually re-says the line in this one that he broke things in me that can't be fixed. I was going to bring so, that up. Oh, that's so, true. So there were repercussions. It's not yes. like he's a superhero. And, you know, part five, which is the worst one in the franchise, <laughs> it, it actually talks about his struggles after that fight. Because oh, he no. goes through, like, brain damage or some shit oh, like Jesus. that. Oh, Jesus. They kind of just pretend the fifth one doesn't happen. Oh, in the, in Well, but Balboa. then they bring it back up, which is weird. Yeah, they in Creed in that one, they don't even bring it up. And then mm. in this one, he actually says it again where he broke stuff in me that won't be fixed gotcha um but no that was a good line uh but yeah anyway the, the point i was getting to is that yeah the reason why we're talking about Cree training in the desert is because he realizes this is just talking about story anyway that he the only way he can win because he tried to get trained without rocky rocky was telling him you know essentially he was being the alfred that we were talking about earlier and that he doesn't really believe that he can win. He doesn't want to tell adonis creed this but adonis creed calls him out like you don't even think i can really do this and Rocky tries to kind of tiptoe around and just let him know he just thinks he's a dangerous guy, which he ultimately proves to be. And so Donna's Creed realizes this is the only way I'm gonna, I can have a chance of winning is if I get Rocky back to train him. Rocky decides, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. He beat a Drago once. Why can't he train someone to be able to do the same? And so then, like in the in the original Rocky IV, he abuses his body, he trains him how to go beyond his limits, takes him out to the desert, and even like there's training montages where he's doing 
pull-ups, and while he's doing these pull-ups, Rocky is smashing him his his abs which and his sides and bleeds. And that's like with a medicine ball, which is awesome. I when they would really slap cool. his stomach yeah, in the original right? one, mm. I think I would but slap this one. Actually, that's me. <laughs> in my opinion, I think Creed Two has shades of both Rocky Three and Four. I think oh, they yeah. did a good job sure. of combining both of them because. Uh, Mickey tells Rocky, you're not going to win this fight oh, in yeah. part three. He ba- he says you got soft. We've been picking easy fighters for you to win. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they, they do a good job of putting both those movies in, even though you just kind of assume it's more like a part four mm-hmm. or more like four because sure. it's like that continuation the redemption. Yeah. But yeah, I think they got great shades of both three and four. Oh, yeah. That was that amazing. Yeah. Gotcha. Resident Rocky uh, experts right here in the room. I appreciate that. As a kid, I grew up watching these movies alongside my They're dad, so but so I, I just didn't pay that much attention to them as a little kid. That's all. Uh, but I, I appreciated the first two for sure. Three was fun with Mr. T and all that. That was three, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I love that one. I I think that, that one one's was... probably my favorite, honestly. Really? Mine's that four, one's... but I think three's training is the best one. Because he gets trained <laughs> by Creed to become slimmer, faster, I buffer. forgot about and they, that. And I love that the, in that movie they actually talk about how he he's a leaner Rocky. Sure. That's the truth. Oh, I love yeah. it. Them, them gimmicks. Yeah. And it's this, and they and he says it really quick in Creed 2, where he tells um, Creed, you're not going to win with your fight style. Yeah, yeah. With the natural So they style. had to change it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Them gimmicks, it's so good. It's kind like of those little touches. It's kind of like Goku. You know what Goku Yeah, I was like, just thinking the same yeah, thing. When yes. Goku is, has having a hard time, he always thinks of something that turns the tide. There's sure. always one thing. Most definitely. Whether it's a new transformation or whatever the fuck, he eventually gets, is able to figure it out. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, ultimately, though, this movie is a total win. I I, I loved every minute of it. Uh, There were some things that I liked about the first one, maybe a little more. But ultimately, I I think this is a great sequel. It was very necessary. I didn't think they had to make a second one, but the fact that they did, it just gave more story to appreciate. I wonder what they're going to do if they do make a third one. I don't even know if that's confirmed, but if they do... If it's just going to be a whole new story, because I don't know if there's much Rocky left that's wor- worth revisiting. I don't. I don't think. Well, he kind of says his goodbye at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's says, true. It's your your journey, your fight. He says something it's like your that. Fight now it's your time now. So, which is why he went up to Canada. I believe is where his son lives. Go- he said Vancouver. So yes, oh, yeah. Vancouver. So. I wouldn't doubt it if I, they're going to make a part three. The movie was very successful. I think it made fifty million, fifty. Which is million. what it was estimated to make. Is that about, good? Yeah, is yeah. That bad. I, I never. At I can never tell for a Rocky movie. It's really because yeah, it's yeah. not okay. a lot of. Uh, it's not a bunch of huge names. Not a lot but, of I mean, yeah, Michael B. Jordan and. and the, I Sylvester would imagine Stallone, the yeah. most costly thing is the actors because there are no yes. effects. It's all just acting and boxing with somebody else mm-hmm. in the Essentially. long run. Great cinematography though for each fight though for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. and some of the the uh, training montages were really really awesome. I loved it. The the training montages were great. When he collapses after the run, yes, and he's like, "Get up, get up." Mm-hmm. So good. Right. Yeah. And something else they they did in the fight that Rocky said that I never even thought about. Because it happens a lot in the original Rocky movies. Whenever he gets knocked down, he takes his time getting up. And he actually says it to Creed. Oh, yeah. He says, yeah. He's like, get Take up on eight. Time. Take yeah. the eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Take in the, the Rocky down. movies, he gets knocked down a lot. And he takes his time getting up, which makes sense. Because they never explained that in the original ones. You just kind of see him struggle to get up. And yeah. Gets up. And in this one, he's actually saying, take your time. Right. Get your breath. He was too hasty to try to get right back in there and try to prove himself and also redeem or uh, get revenge for his dad's death and all that. Uh, so, yeah, should we just jump to the final fight then as far as how that, that all goes? I mean, uh, it's a pretty quick fight. I mean, well, it was really well before done. Before we jump to the final fight, Please, I yeah. did want to bring up that I really liked how they touched... It goes back to giving Rocky his own little storyline, but I also like how they, they talk about the the guilt that he feels about Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. About how he... Hey, he could have put the towel? He could have... Put his foot down. He could have thrown in the towel. He could have stopped the fight. Mm. And so he feels a lot of guilt, feeling responsible for Apollo Creed's death. But he also knows that Apollo wouldn't have wanted to give up either. Just like, just like Adonis Creed didn't want to give throw the towel in either when he was fighting. Yeah, he asked him, "Huh?" He's like, "Do you want me to put in the towel?" Yes. And he doesn't say anything. He doesn't. He's say like, anything. "That's what I thought." Yeah. Yeah. He's exactly. Exactly. I, I thought that was a it was a really cool scene as well. Um. Ultimately, though. Yeah, this movie was really great. Are you okay with getting to the scene, or is there anything else you wanted to touch on? I think that's about it. All right, sorry. I just I am in a hurry to get to work pretty soon. <laughs> no, that's Damn it. day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, okay, so final scene. Again, after all this rigorous, beyond rigorous training that Creed has to do in the desert um, with Rocky, <laughs> it is time to fight. It is now fight night, and uh, they do it in Russia. 
So Drago has the home advantage, I guess you could say. At least he has the morale of the crowd on his side. So did Papa Drago in, in Rocky pa- Four. Papa Drago. And look where it got him. <laughs> so yeah, so that worked out okay for him. The beginning of the fight, kind of similar within the first couple rounds in that Drago is kind of still a very menacing size. But then he starts to realize that Creed has a few other tricks up his sleeve as well. As far as he realizes that now he can move a little bit faster. He's he's dodging a lot of shots from, yeah. from Drago for oh, yeah. sure. There's times where he gets against the corner in the turnbuckle and he and you think it's over because that's exactly what happened in the first fight. He gets punched in the face. He gets knocked back and he's dazed but he's able to recalibrate himself right when he gets body shots taken at him he's able to dodge get out of the corner and all of a sudden i think that's when drago realizes this is a different, different fight man. now and they actually train they show that in the training in the month the training montage mm-hmm. where they're in the tire and they have yes. one foot that was fucking that was dope. really cool essentially yeah. rocky trains him to be able to fight more close quarters because he realizes since drago has the reach on creed the only way creed can get in is the same way rocky got in which is get in stay in Check the and, body. And, he, and Rocky mm. tells him, if you want to give the pain, you got to take the pain. Yes. Yeah. Fucking love that. <laughs> Great line. Great yes. line. And that's exactly what Creed had to go through. Yeah. He got knocked around a couple times, but ultimately, he was able to not only outspeed him, but also outsmart him. And that, I guess, in the first fight against Drago, Drago was able to take the body shots pretty well, but I feel like it's mainly because every time he hit Creed, it hit... It hurt Creed a lot, and Creed was able to, again, take the abuse a lot more because he got stronger and more toned. On top of that, he just was able to get in and stay in, for sure. I love the way he was working the body. All of a sudden, Drago, you see him kind of stammer, and he kind of looked confused, realizing, like, that this is a completely different guy I've fought before. I thought it was awesome to see. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I I like how Papa Drago tells... tells (laughs) Papa Drago. I'm going to have my grandkids call me that. Papa Drago. (laughs) Papa Drago on multiple occasions... (laughs) <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> he tells Kid Drago to uh, to break him, <laughs> yes, which is yes. a throwback to, to the, the original. original. He says that a couple I will times break you. in this movie. Yes. Again, kind of tying into the. I just realized it right now. The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, dude, yeah, totally. Oh my god, the, bat. the parallels between these two movies are <laughs> uncanny. For this sure. one's better though. Uh, Dark Knight different. Rises isn't great. It's a more believable at story. Me. I think. Add him, please. At Peachy Chum. It's not yes. that great. Oh. Hashtag Papa Drago. <laughs> also, a question. If you are a dad, will you now be called Papa Drago by your family? I want to know that, please. Send us a picture of you and your family if you go by Papa Drago now. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Was there a point you guys were making at the moment? I'm sorry. I got lost in the whole Papa Drago laughter. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't remember. Uh, Peter, you were talking. I was talking. We were just talking about yeah, I was just talking about how he said break him. Break, break him. That's right. And he does the cheap shot. He yeah. like actually holds him. And yeah, he gets I wasn't a big it, fan of that, but you know. What do you they, think? They, it builds like that. They, they are, at this point in the movie, you already kind of feel bad for him, and you almost kind of want him to win. Oh, Drago, that is. Yeah, yeah. Kid Drago. Mm-hmm. Baby Drago. Baby Drago. Drago um, Jr. Drago, Drago Jr. Jr. <laughs> so I feel like they, they had to do that to make you not like him. To make you root for, for Creed more so than you're rooting for, for Drago. For Kid Drago. Sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, you do feel bad for him because I guess... Uh, but uh, oh. pop, pop, and, oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I complete. I it came out of left field, but they had the same actress who oh, played, yes. played mom. Uh, yeah, played who played the mom come in. Uh, she, her scenes were very brief, but it, she didn't even talk. She, she might have had one sound. I think yeah. she's the chick from Basic Instinct, the said, one that uncrosses her legs and that could be. I've never seen that movie. Neither have I. Just I'm pretty sure. I just know true. that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah so of course I, you would. I thought that was pretty cool. So, in case we haven't touched on it already. Papa Drago uh, explains that after his loss to Rocky, his in not only his career but his 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 well, family kind of got family torn life, apart. Yeah. Like his whole life just kind of crumbled. All of the support that he had uh, was gone. His wife had left him, and his and his son. They she left both of them. Uh, they they were looked down upon. The, the Drago name was just kind of a disgrace at that point. So he's he pushes his son into this fight. Um, mainly to regain some of his credibility and just to get uh, it kind of there's a little they hint that maybe he might be trying to get his wife back yeah i think he at least was trying to show her like yeah look at i'm not a failure i am a success Mm -hmm. unfortunately he was 
shoving that into his son all the time for his whole life. And yeah. that's why you do feel bad for baby Drago <coughs> because he was brought up only to get to, I guess, get honor back for his father because yeah. he had lost it. Um, and that it is really sad because you see the, the wife or and mother show up to the fight and everything like that. But then the moment Drago starts showing signs of losing, she leaves the match, which I thought was totally bitter cold. And, I, and then that's when I really was starting to kind of vote or for or lean for Drago a little bit just because you feel so bad for his story. Like for one, for, he didn't have much of a childhood. He didn't have a mother that that cared about him. He's she's willing to leave just because he loses a, a match, a boxing match. Yeah, Holy it's like jeez, he like, would have been the second best boxer in the world. Exactly, and that's like, not good enough. It's, it's Russia. Yeah. Cold World Russia, guys. Sorry, at PG Java. <laughs> exactly. God dang. It, and that kind of plays in. Movie. That kind of plays into the parallels to four again, because in the fourth movie they show Ivan Drago, Papa Drago, as <laughs> this machine. Like yes. they, it's pretty cheesy when you look back at it because they're just like they use science they're just like we have all this technology and all this they're just pumping the man with fucking steroids there's a full of steroids um i can't understand why you can lift a bus more than any other man (laughs) yeah um so they they think he's unbeatable he's he there's no possible way that he can lose to anybody and then in the fourth one when he like i think he makes rocky makes him bleed and that's when everybody's just like oh shit you see he can bleed yeah there you go all that there's some parallel in this movie for that because again they, they they talk up baby drago as he's some like he's unbeatable he's a machine there's no way he you is can undefeated up until that match yes. yeah and it, as soon as he he starts to uh, the tide gets turned on him then everybody just kind of like oh shit maybe maybe not so much yeah maybe he is the breakable. mother included the mother especially i should say that was so sad because then he notices his mom is gone he actually is kind of shocked that she's even there and then for her to leave is pretty heartbreaking. And then the the father realizes she left, and I think that's when he realizes that she's not it's, worth it's chasing just a or boxing about match. I love so this he is gets the, his redemption. Yeah. Yeah, so this does. is the culmination of of the movie, and in in a lot of ways, the Rocky franchise in Adonis Creed uh, is really going to town on on Baby Drago in the last. I think it was the last round, the twelfth yeah. round, and. It, Victor is showing no signs of slowing down. Like he's he's out of gas. He's losing. There's like this round is is all Creed, and he he gets in the uh, Creed gets him in the corner. He's barely defending himself at all. Yes. And that's when it, it, for a second they make you think that Papa Drago was about to leave as well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. And like, damn. Man. Yeah, I was just like, oh shit. And then and then he. He ends up actually throwing in the towel for his son. For his son, yes. Which I thought was oh god, that touched me in the feels. Right, for real. Yeah, like it really you, did. This whole time you think if he's going to lose, either a he will just leave him in shame, or b he's just going to let him take the beating because he's losing. The fact that he was still getting like he was he 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 was losing one hundred percent, and the fact that he was, he was still getting up, he was not willing to to to. I guess to, lose his father's honor or exactly. his own honor, and yeah. then I think his father realized that, and that's when he he throws in the towel. He's like, "My son's more important to me than than my legacy." Yeah, right? Yeah. He even told his son, "Like it's okay," which is the first time you get any sentiment toward him at all. Oh but, yeah, but I, that was pretty touching. In that, in the end, even Drago realized Ivan Drago is that the father's name? Yeah. Yes. Even Ivan Drago is Papa Drago. Even as cold-hearted as Papa Drago, there you go. Is in the end. You know, he he does actually care about his son. And then in the end, it was kind of nice to see them kind of actually start training together. Papa rather and than Papa Drago, Drago <laughs> kind of Drago. just telling him what to do. He's doing what he's Yeah, because they show that in the middle of the movie uh, yes. when uh, Papa Drago's training it's his son. Trainer. Trying to run him down. He's trying to run him down. He's like following him with a car and then he like gets angry that he's not going faster. He cuts over in front of him and he's like, when I say go faster, you go faster. Right. It's pretty tough. Like, I wouldn't fuck with Papa Drago. That, yeah. It's gigantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, it is a sad ending, but also kind of nice ending for Drago as well, because you feel bad for him so much up until this point, and then when he finally gets some sympathy and love from his father, it's kind of like, okay, it's not all so bad for him. At least mm-hmm. they have each other now, and they realize there's a new level of respect and love between one another, which is nice to see. Oh, yeah. Um, really well done. I was yes. going to say, you feel for every character in this movie. For sure. They're oh, so yeah. good at that. Take notes, Fantastic Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> everyone has Every enough character, time to progress. Even, even mm-hmm. like the the daughter, like that little tiny bit, and then 
I didn't even realize this until my girlfriend brought it up where Rocky says she doesn't feel bad for herself. Yes. That was kind of it. Like, they didn't even touch on it My girlfriend all, made the same point to me, at yes. At all at the rest of the movie. It's who cares if she can't hear if she can. I didn't yeah. notice that she was, the baby was wearing a little baby ear, uh, ear uh, hearing aids when they went oh, to go visit. End, yeah. Uh, yeah, when they go to visit Creed's grave. Uh, yeah, she's wearing them. I didn't realize, and I was like, yeah, but that's a really good point, though. She's not going to know that she's any different, so why she's not going to sympathize for herself. Why should anyone else? And I thought that was a really good message as well, because even though the wife is kind of going through the struggle, or fiancé, of slowly losing her hearing, and maybe ability to be a strong musician, at the end of the day, as long as they have each other, it's kind of like a good ha- little ha- happy ending for the family. Yeah, and then again, as you mentioned earlier, Ro- uh, Rocky, John... John Rocky. You can call me Rocky. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right, Thank Rocky. You. As Rocky mentioned earlier, Rocky, other Rocky, <laughs> main Rocky, goes off and he tells Creed, you know, this is now your time. And he goes off to visit his son, who he has been estranged from for most of his son's life, it seems like. It, it's, he says years. He doesn't specify, but he says it's been years since he's spoken to his son. It, it was kind of sad because he even tells uh, Adonis Creed that he has a grandson he's never even met before. Yeah. And so for him to go to Vancouver and realize, you know what, it's time to make a change and he shouldn't be running from things anymore, especially after he just taught Adonis Creed the same thing, to go after what you want as hard as you can, he ended up doing the same and it works out for him really nicely. I thought that was just a nice little way to tie a bow at the end of this movie for sure. Again, will Rocky ever return for the third Creed movie? I hope he does, at least in some (laughs) fashion. I think Adonis Creed is going to realize he still needs him. We'll see if Sylvester Stallone's even alive still at the end of this. He's in great shape, but, I mean, he is an older man now. I hope he lives forever, but, you know. He won't. (laughs) He won't. I just want to bring this up really quick. Please, please. How you said how you thought Drago was going to walk away from the sun? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was trickery. Oh, yeah. That's that was the I second thought. time that movie fucking tricked me. Because you remember in the beginning where Rocky's talking? And oh, you think yeah. it's For a second, guy, I thought... You thought it's the guy fucking at the bag? You don't yeah. remember that? No. When no. Uh, Creed is about to get into the fight after the girl tells him, did you take a shit? He's standing <laughs> there. And then Rocky oh, starts talking. Yes, yes, and the camera's yes. focused on another person. I thought that was him And then well. it turns around and it's actually him. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I actually Done. thought... Okay, so I saw... <laughs> I already knew I was going to see this movie. So I saw nothing about... Um, no commercials, no trailers, no Same. nothing. Yeah. So for a second I thought, oh shit, is Rocky dead? Is he just like hearing him in his head? For a second oh, I thought, did they like did they narration. kill Rocky off screen? And, <laughs> and this is just him imagining it. Sure. Because the way they shot that made it seem like it was just a, his voice mm-hmm. that maybe he was hearing. Gotcha. Fucking trickery. <laughs> if they were to make a third one, I don't even. The first Creed was a movie I didn't know I wanted because at that sure. point I was like, who sure. wants another Rocky sequel? I think it's it's had its time. Uh, but they pulled it off very well. Yeah. And the second one is even better, in my opinion. Yeah. So, if... I, I'm skeptical to say that I even want a third one. It's not necessary I at this point. I think this really ties up everything in a very beautiful way. It's a good send-off to the entire franchise, mm-hmm. uh, to the Creed legacy, the Creed character, both the father and son, uh, Rocky's character. I I think this would be a good way to tie it up. If they make a third one and it's good, then by all means. But yeah. I would be happy if they didn't. I think they did great with this. Yeah. As long as they put in as much, if not more, effort than they already have, then I'm I'm down to see it. Uh, especially because it's just a sincerely good movie. It's not like even a bro kind of movie yeah, or anything like that. that too. My girlfriend doesn't care about sports at all. She doesn't like boxing at all. She doesn't <laughs> watch it. She couldn't name a pro boxer to, for her life. But... Or maybe Delahoy, I think she might have said once. But still, she actually really liked these two movies. So that gets, that's just a testament to say that in the end, it's a good story to be told. Yeah, my girlfriend had never seen any of the Rocky movies either. You but don't have to. They did, one did such, and this one. they did such a great job of just kind of sh- like when he's watching the YouTube clips from yes. like part four. Yes. Yeah. They caught you up in seconds. Exactly. Yep. It was so good. You know, Apollo didn't make it. The, the father killed him. And, you know, well, now they blamed Rocky. Time. Rocky kind of, you know, did all mm. that fun stuff. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, super well done. Ultimately, is it going to be a skip it, rent it, buy it for you guys? I'm going to buy it. Yeah. It's a, one last question. One last question. Yeah, please. Including Creed's. What is your favorite Rocky movie? Ooh, God. You got to throw me with you that. Including right Creed's? Including Creed's. Balboa. And That's hard to say. My, my decision might be skewed, seeing as how I just saw Creed 2. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I If I you had to, to put say... one of the movies in the DVD player right now, which one would it be? I might hmm. say Rocky 2, maybe. Good pick. Good Only pick. because good the original saga would not... Uh, it, we wouldn't have Creed 1 or 2 without the original saga. Um, but I don't even think... I, I want to say Rocky 2. But the thing is, 
what I was talking about you with John before we started recording this episode is that what I like about Rocky one though so much, even though I want to see Rocky win against Creed in the end, it wasn't necessary because it's the hero's journey of just going the distance. And he didn't, he, that, that's the thing. He didn't have to beat Apollo Creed to, to have honor, to be able to have fame. Yeah. Cause in the end people were cheering for Rocky because he did something that no other man was capable of doing. He almost beat the world champion. And the same thing goes for Creed, the first Creed. Again, yes. going back to how these yes. new movies pay this is how you to rehash. The old ones. By the way, yeah, this yes. is how Star you do Wars. It. I'm talking about you, <laughs> at PG Chavez. <laughs> if you have any issues, yes. But yeah, like even in the first one, he doesn't win the match, but he goes the distance. He goes all 12 rounds yes. uh, as the underdog, and people didn't see that happening. And the, the crowd is just on his side. Everybody's on his side at that point because right. he proved himself. Both Rocky and Adonis did their did uh, prove themselves in that they were someone that didn't have much of an old creed. I get Apollo Adonis had uh, quite a namesake for himself, and a lot of people doubted. You know, is this guy just Hollywood? Is he just you know some guy's kid? But no, he actually is truly skilled. And Rocky kind of showed him how to become more of that. And yeah, and Rocky also showed so that even though you're an underdog, you're a guy that didn't even belong in the same league as Apollo Creed. Even though he got invited, and you know, in the end, Mickey trained him to become as great as he possibly could be. So yeah, I'd have to say probably Rocky one or two, but I don't know. This late, these latest Creed movies are pretty amazing. Yeah. What would you say, John? Uh, my my favorite is four, but I would see two. I think two is just an overall better movie, but four is my favorite. Fair hmm. enough. God, how about you, Peter? I'm immediately gonna throw Creed one and th- Creed two. By the wayside, only because they're newer, and I feel like uh, they're better movies for the just for how they're shot alone. The storytelling, like it's just it's the Rocky movies back then. It, it was what the seventies. There was very different storytelling back then, mm. and so I feel like these the the newer movies are better or more modern. They're just shot in a more modern way. It's a it's a very nice contemporary piece of art. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of hard to compare the two. They two they feel even though they're in the same franchise, they feel like two completely different franchises. That being the case, I'm gonna say Rocky three. Oh, Rocky wow. three is probably my That's favorite. A good, it's a good pick because he. A Rocky, it shows him losing Mickey. Uh, Mickey dies after he beat Clubber Lang. I kept trying Clubber to think Lang. of his name. Clubber Lang. Uh, Clubber Lang. He loses to Clubber Lang, and then immediately after that fight, uh, Mickey dies, his trainer, and then Apollo Creed's the one that has to. Um... I'm just pulling up random pictures of Rocky. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then uh, Apollo Creed's the one that has to train Rocky. And I just I don't know it's 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 beautiful it's 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 the way these movies progress uh, story wise is very very good like Apollo Creed and Rocky first end up being uh, opponents uh, he loses the first one Rocky that is he wins the second one and then Apollo Creed has to train him in the third one true uh, Rocky has to avenge him in the fourth one they're all very five good. five is terrible very five well. is terrible <laughs> five doesn't exist in my opinion yeah. uh, it's not part it's not canon as far as i'm concerned tommy gun tommy gun <laughs> um can but, we get more names like that nowadays in movies please but i don't know I, the third one's my favorite hands down i think it's good pick great. that's a great pick fair enough all right well let us my, know minus what, the weird oh, ending to the training montage where they uh where apollo creed and rocky both take a take a dip in the ocean <laughs> Oh, where they're hugging each other yeah. after they race and the beach. Oh, the I remember. Beach. Yeah, that's pretty. It's a weird, pretty. And pretty they're weird. best friends. Yeah, hey, they found hey, like some opposite. French dry hump somebody else's <laughs> leg at the beach. At the beach, still something it happens, happens to man. two best friends at a beach. It I don't happens. know what it is. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. No I beat idea. <laughs> Hashtag Padrago. <laughs> By the way, so let, let us know what your favorite Rocky movie or movies are. Um, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, again, at SDGeekPod, if you will. Let us know also with hashtag Papadrago as well so we can find you on there, <laughs> most definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sexy Time Geek. Sexy Time Geek. I, I should have guessed that one. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. What movie are we watching for next uh, week? I, I was going to yeah, I have no idea. looking earlier. I couldn't find anything. We'll let you guys know. We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, if you have any suggestions, again, Instagram, Twitter, SD Geek Pod. Let yeah, us know. 
What's you guys up? don't want to watch uh, the, the Ralph movie? If, it, if there's Maybe. nothing else, I'm down. If there's nothing else, I'm down. Because that movie does look great, and I do want to see it. Um, my girlfriend really wants to see it, too, so I kind of have to. But it, so it's, the first one was super fun. Second one looks great. Thanks for watch, or listening, and maybe one day watching an episode of SD Geek Pod. This has been episode eight. Thanks for watching, listening, whatever. Have a good one. Uh, uh, cut me, Maggie. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check your booty. Ha, 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 ha.